Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, it's Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 312. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What's up, guys? Ginger Christensen. Hi. And Nima Vadati. Howdy, y'all. So, and unfortunately, um, due to technical difficulties on what seems to be uh, on Zoom's end, uh, we're not able to go live to Facebook tonight. So uh, obviously, this episode's pre-recorded if you're listening to it. Um, yeah, so number one tonight is has uh, is, is got to be Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, this was in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, what's the name of the area? Was it Kenosha. 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 So there were some uh, Black Lives Matter protests, um, correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, uh, last night. And uh, from the information that we have, from the video that we have, um, you can see uh, this dude, Kyle Rittenhouse, who's apparently a 17-year-old. He's, he's running down the street. And uh, when the video cuts in, he's being chased by some dude. And then he, uh, the guy's throwing some shit at him. You can't really see what it is because it's dark in the video. But then, and then uh, Kyle shoots this guy in the head. Bam, dead, right? And then uh, two more guys um, end up attacking Kyle shortly afterwards. One dude hits Kyle in the head with a skateboard, and uh, I believe that guy was, uh, was killed by Kyle. And then another guy pulls out a Glock, and I think like Kyle like, shot off a piece of his arm or something. It was like, pretty brutal, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, from the video, I mean, you can, you can see that where this is just like clear, obvious self-defense. But um, I, I think what's going to be fucked up about it is apparently in Wisconsin, you have to be 18 years of age to ca- openly carry a firearm. And uh, Kyle, yeah. was, Kyle was only 17. So, you know, it looks like Kyle's going to definitely, it looks like he's probably going to get into trouble for that. Um, it might be pretty harsh. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, you know, uh, you know, different states. Murder. What was that? I was reading that they charged him with murder already. I was yeah. reading that too, but I, I don't think that. Arrested, wasn't he? I don't think that you, well, you have you have video of that. Unless the video, the video that we see. I mean, from the video that we see, in my opinion, he's definitely acting in self-defense. Exactly. Now, um, the, now we don't know what happened. Information. Right. We don't know if something happened before that. Like right. perhaps he shot at somebody, and then the mob ch- chased him down. Um, in which case, yeah, it would be hard for them to argue self-defense uh, in that scenario. But uh, yeah, from what we see, and and you okay, mentioned, so you're unarmed uh, and you're chasing down a dude with a gun. Well, it's fucking <laughs> stupid as shit, dude. Like all these people are just like complete idiots. Like, I don't care what the guy did. If he's got a gun and you don't, you don't chase after him. <laughs> like he's just so stupid, man. Like I don't get it. But uh, I'm just I'm watching that video. I'm just like, what are you fucking idiots doing, man? Not just any gun either. He's pretty much got like the Mac Daddy of uh, legal firearms in the U.S. You know, it's right. the gun that everybody knows. Don't fuck with that gun. Right, right. That's a gun that um, he has. And, and now, then, well, now, well, the now other you thing mentioned too, the other thing too, though. Uh, now, whoever owns this gun, right, hmm. could be getting into a whole heap of trouble. 
They're like maybe um, true. Because Kyle had it too. Yeah. So was it not his gun? I thought he was maybe from a different state where he was legally allowed to have that gun. Or maybe yeah. he was legally allowed to own it, but he can't I think carry that's it what, uh, I'm I not 100%. Too. I'm, I'm not 100%. But uh, you know, th- these are all possibilities. And yeah. you, mentioned, you mentioned that uh, someone threw an object at him. Um, so in that video you sent me, it was missing one video that I, that I had seen separately where you can tell that the object that they're throwing at him as he's running is a Molotov cocktail. It's a yeah, lighted I've bottle. I've heard people say that. So You can tell in the video it's a lighted bottle. Um, and apparently the, whoever it was got the gasoline from a local gas station and had filled it up. And I, you know, we don't, like, like I said, we don't know what happened before this. We don't know why they were chasing him. You know, if it was just the mob turned unruly, if he, you know, pulled out his gun on somebody, we, we don't know what happened, but you know, like I said, that would be a separate incident, right? I mean, the the incident starts from when he's being chased. Uh, I mean, prior to what ha- whatever happened before that, if you're retreating, you're going that way, people right. are following you, and they throw you to the ground. I yeah. mean, that's pretty obvious what, <laughs> what you're allowed to do there. Right. Well, it was pointed out in the video that he's also, like, yelling at them, stop, you know, and he's he is scared out of his mind. He's trying to get away. Right. <laughs> And well, he was going to get stomped, I think. If he, if he didn't do that, if he didn't fight back, those guys would have stomped him. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it clearly looked like that. And the, what's and the one funny, guy did have a gun, right? So the one guy with the gun could have easily shot him. There was, a, there was a guy with a gun, too. What's funny is, you know, until I had seen that video, this kid is being painted all over social media and in the press as being a white supremacist that went down there looking to shoot people and that he just went straight out and found some people and shot at them. And so then you go and look at, here's a bunch of videos of a bunch of different angles and he's clearly running away, terrified and trying to get away from men chasing him (laughs) with weapons. And so that's a whole different story. That's certainly not a whole story situation, what's going on on social media. And I, cer- I have no idea what's happened exactly, and I don't know why all of this occurred, much like what Matt was saying. But that's the problem. We don't know, and it's spread all over social media that they do. And it seems like we have a new one of these every week, right? I mean, just a couple weeks ago, it was the Garrett Foster the week after that, it was the guy who got stomped in Seattle, uh, who I guess drove his truck, and there was an accident, and the the Seattle protesters just kicked him, put him in the hospital, just kept kept coming in and getting their licks in. And, I mean, it's a hot war. The culture war is hot, and I've been saying that for a month or two now, and this is just more evidence, I think. Well, yep. this whole riot is from a shooting by the police of a couple of days ago, so that's what we're going through now in, in the U S and we do this every election cycle. And I don't know why people don't seem to notice, but, um, every four years we've got race wars in America for the last couple decades now. And I don't know that that's necessarily conspiracy, but I do think the media definitely goes about fluffing that up and making sure everybody knows about it all the time until everybody is so riled up that every single thing that happens, now we're going to riot some more. And that's really unfortunate because here we have a shooting. Now we're having multiple deaths 
from a shooting. And some things have been accomplished. I'm not necessarily saying protesters are wrong, but there, there has to be a better way than what we're doing right now. Yeah, and uh, just going back to um, them trying to paint him as a white supremacist, I mean, there, there's no... There's no evidence for that that I've seen. Now, I have seen there's pictures of him, and, and some people are using this to justify, um, I guess, the protesters' actions or the rioters' actions, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, he's apparently a Blue Lives Matter guy. You know, he's seen with Blue Lives Matter shirt and, you know, being pro-cop and whatnot. And there are some people out there who are using that to sort of justify uh, these attacks on him or these potential attacks on him. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his beliefs are. Uh, you know, even if they're contrary to mine, even if, you know, they run counter to what I believe, you know, he wasn't actively from what we can tell, he wasn't actively violating anyone's rights. Um, and so he doesn't deserve to be, you know, chased down and beat, uh, in the streets for that. So, uh, you know, people that are saying that I just, you know, it's the same people that are saying, Oh, these communists that are out here in the streets, they deserve to get thrown into vans by police. Like, it's just... Yeah, and if, it's if, you believe, okay. if you believe in the nap, the nap is universal, right? I mean... Yep. So it doesn't matter what, what's in your head. You know, you still... We still have... You know, we, we still owe each other non-aggression, you know? So it's... Well, you know, like, I, I haven't spent a lot of time online today, um, but in the time that I did spend online today, I did see the term white supremacist thrown around in articles about this young man, right? Yeah. And I can tell you for certain, one of the places where I saw it thrown around was at RT.com. So, you know, and uh, as somebody who wears Hawaiian shirts, you know, I kind of feel like the, the boog boys thing is just like a funny joke for libertarian dudes. And, I know a lot of people who wear them. But hold on, this guy's not even a boog boy. This guy not is like boy. the opposite of boog boy. He's a, a right, pro Blue Lives Matter people, kind of guy. Well, yeah, but and and well, that's the other thing too. People are mentioning the boogaloo movement, the boogaloo movement, and in uh, articles about the shooting, at least RT Which makes did. no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. Unless everybody that carries a gun is a boogaloo boy now, who knows? <laughs> but. uh but one of the things that I wanted to say was it, it's you see Boogaloo mentioned with white supremacists and I still have yet to meet one white supremacist Boogaloo boy. As a matter of fact, the people that I know, um, I, I know to be pretty anti-racist and I even know a few POC Boogaloo boys. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just really sick of this uh, propaganda trying to, uh, label the boogaloo uh, the boogaloo boys as white supremacist i think that's well, just a i think what it is is you can't have nuance in propaganda right propaganda well, yeah it's, a, it's black and white exactly and like if you disagree with the left you're a nazi mm-hmm. you know if you're a boogaloo boy well you've got to be a white supremacist yeah yeah or like during the terror war you had sunnis and shias which are like mortal enemies and you know you should be playing them off of each other or understanding that they're not the same but just looping them together as one group of the terrorists. You know, you're not with us, you're against us. It's the same kind of thing. It's if you're not Black Lives Matter, then you're a Nazi. So if you're a Boogaloo, you're a Nazi. If you're Blue Line, you're a Nazi. Right. Yeah, I mean... uh, It's the other way around. I mean, if you're not for Blue Lives, you're a 
dirty communist. And if you are pro Black Lives yeah. Matter, you are a dirty communist. Well, maybe I'm just a libertarian yeah. and I believe everybody should get civil rights equally. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, there's a lot of just dehumanization that goes on when we do this sort of otherizing and we, you know, just based on what's in someone's head, you know, we're just, we just categorize them a certain way. Now, look, if you're out there and you're burning down private businesses, then yeah, you should be treated a certain way, right? I mean, you know, you should be stopped from doing that. But if you're peacefully protesting, but you happen to, you know, enjoy Karl Marx, like you, you don't deserve to be, you know, thrown into a van by police like it's it's just ridiculous well that's the point of dehumanizing people especially in the press and the media and things like that is because it is then of course easier if they've lost their humanity right and and i'm not explaining anything new to be able to then commit violent acts against them and and do terrible things if they have no humanity if that's not a person on the other side of that um, right. I posted something earlier in Punk Rock Libertarians from Spike Cohen, who's the, the VP candidate for the Libertarians, where he was with the Boog Boys, and they had what could have been an incident where, you know, towards the end of the march, they often will pose with their guns and, and show things off, and some people came out and they were very concerned, but instead of yelling back and forth at each other or getting violent with each other, the the C, this group was the CNN boys. <laughs> what, the whatever thing? the current it's name. The same is. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're calling themselves that on purpose. <laughs> for is, is, it, is it the big CNN? Yeah. yeah, and and so they're being very funny with that. But one of them, they all put their guns away because they were like, oh well, we're sorry this scared you. And yes, it's they could have just fluffed up and been like been all angry well we have a right to do this and instead they're like look let's let's put this away because we're sorry this made you nervous let's have some good manners and let's just talk about this let me tell you why we're here let me explain the situation and by the end of it the the people that were upset they wanted pictures taken holding the guns too (laughs) that's awesome where we could have had oh you mean actually having like polite civil conversation is a good tactic Oh, uh, my God. Thought. <laughs> Let me have some manners and, and just go, you know, I'm not necessarily going to fully comply with everything you ever want me to do, but how about for the moment, if this is making you nervous, I'll just put this away and let's talk. Oh, my gosh, manners. <laughs> we only yeah, had a whole fun. bunch of Spike Cohens to send out to all of those, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think it was actually one of the CNN boys that, that had done that um, and had the conversation with him. But yeah, Spike is also very good at calming things down. And he's been touring around to some of the BLM movements and introducing himself to people and sometimes even mediating between the sides where you might have protesters and anti-protesters and he's talking to both sides going so hey how you doing can we calm this down a little bit (laughs) and you're not seeing a lot of press on that but why is it our government officials aren't doing that and instead they're playing into it 
because that's where they derive their power from. I mean, government officials derive their power from fear and fear of the other. This, this plays right into their divide and conquer strategy. And for the media, if it bleeds, it leads, right? They're, they're not going to cover what you just said. They should. It'd be nice if we had stories like that. But no, they're going to cover the worst of the worst. And I fear it's going to get worse and worse because I see people cheerleading what just happened. I see people posting pictures, still shots of the guys who got shot, uh, you know, making fun of them, poking jabs at them. And it's in kind of poor taste. And, and the people who post those kinds of things are saying it's, it's wartime. It's time to go out and get you some commies or let's go commie hunting. I've heard a lot of that and seen that in my feed. And people are, people feel like it's here and they're, they're ready to shoot. And I don't know how to stop it. And I don't know what we need to do, but I'm not ready. <laughs> and I don't think people actually do need to be shooting. I think they need to be breaking bread and trying to figure out a way to deescalate all this. Right. And you know, it, like you said, it's divide and conquer and it, and it throws, it throws the focus off of the actual threats of Liberty, which is, which is the state. Yeah. And it throws it onto your fellow, you know, prisoners <laughs> and your fellow slaves. If you want to, you know, use that metaphor around you. And yeah, I mean, it's the perfect strategy for the, for the state to, um, to sort of diffuse any, um, you know, fight against them. I'm not necessarily talking about a violent revolution, but just like, you know, attacking them on the front of ideas and on the front of criticizing, you know, things like war, the drug war, all that kind of stuff. If we're worried about, you know, a bunch of like, quote unquote, you know, so-called Antifa guys in the street who number in the hundreds, as opposed to, you know, the complete force of government, which numbers in, I mean, if you count all the contractors and people working for Northrop Grumman, I mean, you're talking about thousands, maybe, I don't know, maybe a million people. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's just a shame to see like libertarians, especially fall into that trap. Well, you're right. If Antifa disappeared tomorrow, uh, my tax bill is due on the same date, <laughs> you know, and it will exactly. be the, the year after that, the year after that. And the cops are going to sit in the same place in, in my neighborhood and they're going to, they're going to wait to catch me on that radar. Right. And the state's going to march on doing what the state does, regardless of if Antifa's here or not. Exactly. Right. And they'll do it to the Blue Lives Matter people too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you support them, they're still going to do it to you. <laughs> right. Right. One thing that I've also noticed is that it's very unfortunate because a lot of the deaths that we're seeing are people like this kid and that are pretty young. Um, and I'm very concerned about that because it seems like we're especially feeding this activism and this war agenda to our youth in particular. And I'm seeing more kids at protests than ever. And I see people justify taking their small children to protests and then being shocked that they got hurt. And I mean, certainly I think you should be able to exercise your first amendment rights. But I also think that perhaps we need to start sending a message to our children that maybe this isn't a place for you and there's other ways that you can show support and protest than showing up with weapons, being prepared to fight. I mean, what kind of civil war bullshit is this? <laughs> we're, we're having teenagers dying now. That's, that's just awful. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want my kids going to a protest. I don't take my kids to protests. Pretty much just stay in the woods and stay away from the city uh, unless I need to go these days. Um, although it's pretty, it's mostly nice here. But I think getting out in the streets and yelling, what does that do in the first place? It's nice that you have that right, but the people in power aren't, they don't really change much from this. I mean, they, they don't even change when you vote change in, right? No matter who you vote for, you get John McCain. There's no real way... <laughs> in the, the normal channels that makes the state get less power. I think there's, we, there needs to be a discussion about better ideas, newer ideas, other ways, um, tax there needs to be a voyage. stuff like that. There needs to be a voyage to the big igloo. Voyage to the big igloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do see in some places where they, they've supposedly defunded the police, but you know, I mean, how long is that going to last? What does that even mean? What is it going to be replaced with? I'm not, I'm not confident that's going to result in anything. I'm happy and excited to see budgets cut. I mean, any that's yeah. pretty rare to have a, an actual decent sized chunk taken out of a government agency, right? Um, sure. But but yeah, I I I want to see it given back. I want to see a tax rebate. You know, right. I want to see a refund after the defund. Uh, and until that happens, I'm, I've got a side eye. Right. Yeah. Some exactly. Places, we we saw defunding, but in some places they used all of this to justify an increase in budget. And oh, right. <laughs> so we've we've seen that maybe even more than the defund has happened. We've seen increase in police budget, and I really don't love that because that means next year when they're not busy with this and it's time for things like speeding tickets and drugs. We're all going to have problems, aren't we? Right, especially when the city and state governments need a bunch of money because nobody's been at work paying taxes. Nobody's been paying a bunch of business taxes. You know, everybody's been having less economic activity. They're going to make it up with revenue generation via their cops. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely down with defunding. And, and I'm certainly down with, again, people using their First Amendment rights. I'm not trying to say that they can't. I'm saying that we should be very careful how our good intentions can be spun by both the media and by whatever civil powers we have in place. <laughs> People, I think there needs to be some kind of new creation, some kind of new origin myth that happens. I mean, nobody's going to be happy. At least half the country is going to hate whatever happens in November and aren't going to want to go along with it. It's, it's time for some huge change, and we're in such a vulnerable place, it seems like we're ripe for it. I fear it's going to be a change for the worse, but I feel like the talk needs to be big right now about something drastically different happening in right. the land between Canada and Mexico. I agree. The talk should be bigly. <laughs> bigly. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to uh, be huge. It's going to be the hugest. Be so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's go to uh the stimulus 2.0. So Speaking so now it's powers mis being misused. <laughs> what what was that? Speaking of all the powers being misused. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, so so now it's looking like the stimulus 2.0 isn't going to happen, correct? Isn't going yeah. to happen or is? Isn't. It might not. There 
they're starting to report on the idea that it is very likely not going to happen, that the bill is dead. Personally, I'm of the mindset, I think the economy is going to get worse and worse and worse from this, and many more stimulus will happen. It's possible. And maybe something's not going to happen right now, but I think shit's going to get worse, and the government's going to keep printing money. And then, of course, what we're worrying, going to worry about is like hyperinflation, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not that I, I personally felt super for all of the stimulus and, and people might not love that libertarians will get it, but people outside of being a libertarian, they, they don't because they don't tend to think about, yes, but what's the price tag? And so the price tag was all of the stuff they tacked onto the bill and the price tag is inflation and so on and so forth. And yet they strong armed everybody to need this, didn't they? You force people into a lockdown, you force them to not work and then say, we will give you a month's worth of rent. And people are going to be desperate to take that no matter what you tack onto it. They're just going to need it to survive. And you almost... Well, it's not like they even have the option of deciding whether to take it or not, right? I mean, it's I mean, it whatever shows Congress up. decides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You refuse to take it. It's whether Congress wants to stuff a bunch of shit in that bill and the rest of Congress is, you know, is going to be held hostage by you know, whatever they anticipate their electorate believing. I don't think Congress has any incentive, I mean, other than grandstanding and virtue signaling, but it just seems like we are going to just get a bunch of stimuluses because what else are they going to do? Figure out a way to really solve these problems? They're going to they're gonna be in it for their <laughs> short-term solution. solutions, and they're just going to keep doing what's easy. And maybe right. it'll, happen, it'll wait till after the election, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't see them stopping. Word definitely, um, yeah. So also, you know, Ammon Bundy has been in the news. <laughs> so, so did y'all hear his uh, appearance on the Scott Horton show? It's yeah, I just heard about. Yeah, I just heard oh. about that from you right before the podcast. Okay, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he has come out in support of kind of the vague concept of Black Lives Matter and police accountability, not necessarily. Marxist. He didn't come out as a Marxist or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> defunding the police. And on the Scott Horton show, he talked about how the police and the government, in the form of the Bureau of Land Management, you know, the other right. BLM, uh, <laughs> destroyed all of his neighbors' lives, all of his farmer and rancher neighbors. They would come in and just gangsterize them and basically take their land over, um, screw them over financially, and, uh, and basically treat them like crap. And, you know, that's what the, the first Bundy Ranch standoff was. And then the, the standoff they had in Oregon was about that, too. And, you know, Iman Bundy spent time in jail. And he said, in jail, it's kind of a microcosm for America. And in jail, they divide people by races. And that's how the guards do it on purpose, to keep them divided. And he said the guards would tell him, well, yeah, if, if we didn't divide y'all up by black, white, and Mexican... Uh, and keep y'all at each other's throats. We need a hell of a lot more guards to keep this place. All y'all would have mm. to do is combine forces, and you could walk right out of here. And yeah. Amon, Amon Bundy seems to really get it that it's the state versus us, and the cops are where the rubber meets the road. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, he's now been arrested twice in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, so why did he get arrested uh, most recently? Um, 
so what see what had happened was no um (laughs) (laughs) he was trying to go and protest the lockdown that's going on or not necessarily protest but attend the legislative session about the lockdown that's been going on um and because he doesn't want any more martial law in idaho and they wanted him to leave they did not want him there during the legislative session so he was zip tied to a chair and he was rolled out the first time he was in jail overnight got out and went right back to the state house building and got arrested for being there again they have now issued something where he is supposedly restrained from being there for a full year. Um, The problem with that is that's unconstitutional. (laughs) You you can't tell a a citizen of an area that they can't be in the state house building. You can give them a restraining order against somebody that works there perhaps, or in favor of somebody that works there, but you can't just tell them they're not allowed in a federal building like that. Hmm. So that's really interesting. Um, I'm not always a fan of him. And sometimes we've been on similar ops at the same time. Uh, He often does also get painted as a white supremacist in the press, as do all libertarians, I think. And I don't know any personally that are. So that's just what the press likes to do, I guess. But not any time that I can ever remember has he ever been somebody that I would consider against something like Black Lives Matter because it does align with his principles um, a lot in defunding the police. And some of that crew, like the Jack Yanis case, they had a shooting. There were no riots about it. Um, they had a shooting up in North Idaho where one of the people that tends to protest with Amon Bundy got shot in the head. Um, not even during a pro- protest, there was a, a cow in the road <laughs> and that is what he was shot over. And it, it was an unjustified homicide, I believe, but the cops didn't get in trouble. So, now he's been arrested, and now there's this whole thing going on, and people are mocking him a lot in the press. But I don't think he was actually doing anything wrong. They talked about some glass getting shattered in the state house building. And as far as I understand, when I went back and looked at some of the reports, it was actually because the police had shoved them back into a door. And so it was maybe the police the fault of the police that that got shattered. So he's currently in jail right now? Or he's I don't out? Know. I don't know if he's in or out at this current moment. Um, I just know that he was arrested earlier, so he's probably in for the night, but um, he could be out by now if he got bailed out. He, he was asking people not to bail him out. Um, so he is likely just sitting there. Wow. I think he's one of the good guys. I think he's he can be a, a big champion. And I think part of it is he can bring some of the right over back across that thin blue line and, and help point them in the right direction of who and what the real enemy is. 
And, um, you know, it's more than just that one shooting of people that hung out with, with him on Bunny. There's also Lavoie Finnicum a few years back right. that, uh, oh, that the yeah, Fed Boys right. just popped in the snow. Um, and so he's seen it. He's been on that side, the side of the people that are getting shot at by the cops, and he knows it. And it sucks that he's in jail. But um, I think he'll survive this fight, and he'll keep fighting, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. This is so not him being done. And I don't think he's in jail for any amount of time either. So, and, and I think you're right. There is a lot of that to be said that he does seem to have a way of being able to pull people that are very right wing over to center. And so in that way, that is kind of a good thing to see in Idaho, especially the state has been flipping over to gold quite a bit. And I think we'll just continue to see more of that, especially because of things he's done. So, I mean, there is that. I know some of the libertarians I work with, um, they really do like him. Uh, some have other opinions and they really don't. And it just depends. I could go either way. I'm not, like I said, I'm not always a fan, but I also, I have worked on ops with him and I do find that he is not to my knowledge a white supremacist at all and i think of course he would support something like black lives matter like i was saying so he is one of those other people that gets painted really poorly in the press because yeah. we need everybody to hate each other yeah i was i was pointing that out on a, a previous podcast when the news when we were discussing the news that amon bundy was uh in support of black lives matter red voice support for it and defunding the police and a lot of people who are not libertarians um, and people on the mainly people on the left were very surprised by this. It was like, Oh, the simulation's broken. Now Amon Bundy is, <laughs> you know, and, but if you're actually paying attention, it just makes a hundred percent sense. I mean, this guy, like we've already pointed out, you know, he's, he's come into, he's been hit by the full force of the government. I mean, he's been shot at, you know, he's been, like you said, arrested, put in jail. Um, so why would he be in favor of police? You know, it makes perfect sense that he would advocate for defunding and, you know, there's, and there's nothing about what he did, uh, you know, in, uh, where, where is it? Idaho? No, um, I'm getting the stories. Yeah, I think the Malheur wildlife res refuge is in Oregon. And wherever, wherever he was like holed up in the, uh, in like the federal building or whatever it was. Yeah. That's um, that one refuge. Yeah. yeah. And I, I could make fun of that a lot. I, I kept making jokes about sending snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all Qaeda or whatever. <laughs> <It kept going. laughs> Y'all Qaeda. Yeah. And I mean, I still feel that way. Some, sometimes I would like to just occupy my house and um, have people send snacks here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was another thing where um, it, it just – for some reason, it, it got this whole, oh, these are just rednecks. They're just, and I guess that's sort of ta is tangential to white supremacy or something. So, you know, when you hear that he supports Black Lives Matter, it just, if you're not thinking, you know, you're like, oh, what? That doesn't make sense. What? I thought this guy hated black people. But it's like, yeah, you know, you're Let's just. Break up the narrative and make people reexamine their premises a bit, which is always good. Yeah, People exactly. forget that most of Idaho, and, and yes, there are a lot of rednecks all around, but most of Idaho is is brown. <laughs> and, oh, really? And, 
They don't look around and think about that, but a pretty good majority are from Mexico and immigrate to here. And especially um, through farm seasons and stuff like that, we get a lot of migrant workers and rednecks cannot operate without working alongside migrant workers. And so often what gets said is these are our buddies. We, we want them to have equal rights here. And we also want immigration laws to be better so they can come here legally because these are our friends that we work with every day. But you don't, you don't hear about that in the press. And they do throw slurs around at each other from both sides. But we have, um, but it's hard to explain that. Um, they're, they're probably just fucking with each other. other. Yeah, they're yeah. talking yeah. with each of other. Course, yeah. So um that's that's what they do out on the ranch. They're you you screw around with your buddy and you make fun of them and you and um so both sides of of that particular demographic, they're all doing it. And then you also have most of the whole state is at least part native here. And I mean, we have a couple of reservations up here. Most people are from one. So it's very rare that you would get somebody like me, although there is some, um, from when uh, people like my grandfather, he immigrated here directly from Norway after World War II. Most people don't look like me here. It's a lot of maybe pale skin, but a lot of dark hair for a reason. I mean because of the weather <laughs> if if we had the kind of sun that you saw in Arizona you'd see a lot you'd be able to tell a lot more brown but we aren't exactly looking for that up here and so people get kind of offended when you comment on things like skin color because you're not supposed to talk about that <laughs> and and we are we are often taught not to talk about that so people in Idaho talk a lot about how the left is very racist because they like their identity politics and people in Idaho don't understand identity politics very well. That was a long thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting though. Yeah. Well, I find that the Midwest is, is a lot that way too. In coastal cities, people don't get it. Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, no, I have a tiny person that snuck in here. <laughs> <laughs> I off for a second. <laughs> what do we get? What else we got on there, Matt? Yeah, so, um, also David Hogg has popped up in the news this week. So, why was that? Wow. Yeah, apparently he made some sort of tweet where he was like, hey guys, how about I post, how about I make a post, a political post every day from now until the election? And apparently, I think like it, it, there was a shit ton, like thousands of comments or something. Where oh no, it was were, a poll. It was like, do you want to hear from me every day for the next whatever months? Yes or no? And it was like 78% no. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So it was like, it's like, overwhelmingly nobody wants to hear from David. Uh, yeah that means that there are people that are probably in favor of gun control that still don't want to hear him fucking talk <laughs> you know yeah pretty hilarious 
yeah, that's quite a few crises ago. So I don't think it's relevant at all. Right. <laughs> We've had way too many crazy shits happen since Park. I don't even remember when Parkland was. How long ago was that now? It was like 2018, right? Yeah, I want to say 2018. It feels yeah. like ancient history. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I, mean, I feel like history to... began in March 2020. <laughs> yeah, Everything. exactly. You know, I feel it, like you haven't really heard much about gun control as of late. Well, hey, but you know? like, isn't this a, a positive sign in that like, I feel like now more than ever, we've been sent this huge message that nobody gives a fuck about David Hogg. <laughs> right? That's the silver lining. Is that what yeah, you're going for? Yeah, it's like most. It's people, all been worth yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so okay. so that's pretty cool. That's a positive note to end the podcast on tonight. I think we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So, hey guys, we have uh, t-shirts over at libertariancountry.com. If you enter the code PRL, uh, you'll receive a ten percent discount. If you spend fifty bucks or more and you use the code PRL two, you'll receive a twenty percent discount. This podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom podcast hosted by Moral Bob. Also, um, if you'd like to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement, hit us up at uh, patreon.com forward slash punk rock libertarians. Until next time, live free or die. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!